The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Well, I'm joined now on the line uh, from Canada, Vancouver in Canada, by Dr. Derek Smith. He's with Dying with Dignity Canada. Derek, you're welcome to the show. Can you start by telling us what the status quo is in your country? Yes, well, um, medical assistance in dying, as it's known in Canada, uh, has been uh, legal uh, for about uh, uh, about uh, eight years now. And initially, the, it was settled in court by the Carter case, in which it was decided that a, a woman who had a grievous and irremediable uh, illness would be allowed to have an assisted death. And since then, there's uh, been a, a very significant uptake by the Canadian public, such that uh, in uh, 2021, which is the last year for which we have published data, 10,000 Canadians chose to have a medical-assisted death. And who, at the moment, is eligible to make that choice? Well, people have to make a request, and then they have to be assessed by a physician. And then if they meet the criteria, and that is that they have a a medical illness for which they are suffering uh, that is irremediable, uh, and they they do not want, uh, they have turned down uh, uh, any further treatment that's uh, not acceptable to them, then they uh, can proceed with a with an assisted death. Um, in Canada, you can have an assisted death either by taking prescribed medications or by having a lethal injection. And most people end up with a lethal injection uh, uh, because uh, taking a medication is a uh, somewhat uncertain and at least in the part of Canada I live uh, the doctor would have to stay with the patient until they die and that might be you know a number of hours and that would make it uh, impractical for doctors to uh, to uh, be there supervising patients for hours at a time and I understand though uh, legal challenges were, were, were taken to the law uh, last year and on foot of those challenges new legislation was promised that might expand the categories of people who might avail of of this medically assisted in dying. So tell me about that. Well, uh, I don't think it was expanding. I think it was restoring because we know uh, that uh, in 2016, a woman in Alberta had a medical assisted uh, death just for a psychiatric diagnosis. And following that, the government introduced legislation, uh, C-14, uh, which stated that uh, your natural death must be reasonably foreseeable. And what that meant was is that people uh, who had psychiatric illness or had uh, disabilities were basically disenfranchised from having assisted uh, dying. So uh, that was challenged in court in 2019 in, in the province of Quebec, and the judge ruled against that. So the government had to go back to the drawing board so that now we have uh, two categories. Uh, your natural death is reasonably foreseeable, whatever that means. It's, uh, the, there's a lot of latitude in those words. Uh, uh, or your natural death is not reasonably foreseeable. There are two separate paths. Now, within the, the group of people whose uh, natural death is not reasonably foreseeable are psychiatric patients. And for reasons that are not uh, necessarily clear to me, they have been uh, uh, put on a sidetrack so that they were supposed to be eligible in March of this year. 
but they're not going to be eligible until March of uh, 2024. So we still have to wait and see what's going to happen for those Canadians uh, who simply have a psychiatric diagnosis as their only medical condition. Do you think that people with a psychiatric diagnosis should be allowed to avail of this? Uh, Yes, I do. I don't think there's any reason to discriminate against psychiatric illness. Uh, Psychiatric illness is just another form of medical uh, uh, problem. It's a disease of the brain. So why would we want to discriminate against people uh, with a brain disorder simply because they have, quote, a psychiatric illness? Uh, uh, If they meet all the criteria, then they should be eligible to have assisted dying. You know, the, the Charter of Rights in Canada for forbids being discriminated against on the basis of um, uh, a mental handicap. So this clearly denying uh, um, made to people with psychiatric illness clearly is an infringement of the Charter of Rights. There will be some people listening, though, and I'm sure this is the, the debate and discussion that's been had in, in Canada as well and probably continues to be had to some degree, uh, who would be shocked that anybody without a, a terminal illness might be included in any of the criteria. Well, a term, terminal illness, I think, would be the phrase here, natural death must be reasonably foreseeable, which is in the, uh, uh, which is in the legislation. Uh, but what does that mean? Uh, uh, we know uh, that uh, in the first uh, legal case in Canada, Kay Carter uh, had a disease which uh, uh, we thought she would probably live for another eight years. Uh, she actually had uh, an assisted death in Switzerland before the, the case was heard in Canada. But uh, what does what does terminal mean? Uh, how long does it have to be? How good are we as doctors to determine when someone is going to die? And I think the answer to that is it's pretty ambiguous. Mm. Uh, so even taking a guess as to how when what someone's going to die, whether it's terminal, is often the fraught with error and inaccurate. So that's why we're left with this fuzzy language, yeah, natural death must be reasonably foreseeable. But but uh, that, that, that illness in that situation or in other, uh, you know, circumstances where there's a, f- a physical ailment, you might not be able to say with certainty when it will claim someone's life, but you will know it will. So this cancer is inoperable, it is incurable, it will kill you. It might be next yes. month, it might be next year. I mean, it, it's, it's slightly more ambiguous with psychiatric illness. I mean, people could live with it to a ripe old age. I'm, that's, you know. that's correct. Uh, I mean, the, the, the case that I'd mentioned in Quebec, the person who received an assisted death after applying to the courts was a disabled man in a wheelchair who probably could have lived for another 20 years. He, was, uh, he couldn't move any part of his body. And after hearing all the arguments, the judge decided that that was uh, inhumane to uh, confine him to a wheelchair for the next 20 years uh, since he wanted to die currently. So uh, you don't have to be terminally ill. Uh, the Carter case, uh, the people were not necessarily terminally ill. We had this case from Alberta where the woman definitely had a psychiatric illness that was not terminal. So uh, in Canada, there are these two two tracks, reasonably death, uh, mm-hmm. uh, natural death, reasonably foreseeable. That's terminal. And then there's another group of people who um, who are not terminal, and they are eligible for assisted dying as well, provided... They meet the other criteria. And, and I appreciate that's the law, but set aside the law, because, you know, the classic thing, you don't go to you don't go to court to get uh, justice. You go to get the law. Like, is it right on a moral and ethical level? That the well, I certainly think it is because I'm a big advocate for it. Uh, 
Um, so why? Why, like, why what's would the we elevator want people beyond... to be suffering yeah. interminably when they would rather be dead? We don't let our animals suffer interminably. Uh, so why would we? Why would we want people to do that? It's a basic human right to have autonomy over your own life. I mean, that's that's one of the most basic things. And if you make a make a conscious and reasoned decision that uh, you are suffering and you do not want to continue to suffer, why would we deny that person the ability to have an assisted death? So where do you draw the line at suffering? Because people might suffer because of their 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 economic situation, their impoverishment, or other people might suffer an elderly person might might suffer terribly from loneliness that they don't have a, a clinical diagnosis um, of any psychiatric illness, but they are profoundly lonely. I mean, are, are there in, in both situations, poverty and loneliness, are people suffering enough that they should be able? Well, to? those people would not be eligible for assisted dying in Canada. But do you, uh, you, do you think that they should? Illness. You cannot have you can't be poor or lonely or these people are not eligible for assisted no, dying. No, I appreciate that's the law, but do you think they should be eligible? No, I don't think they should because they, they don't have a medical illness. So this is about people who have a medical illness, uh, who are suffering, uh, um, and whose uh, illness is uh, uh, irremediable. So that's that, that doesn't allow people who simply are lonely or poor to have assisted dying. Dr. Derek Smith from Dying with Dignity uh, in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Dr. Smith, an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.